Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some really cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out, why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is your dating narrative. What story are you telling yourself? Let's figure this out. Hey, hey, guys, this is Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kind of Dating. If you listen to the show, you know my relationship status changes quite a lot. And right now it's single as fuck. So I'm always checking out new apps to try out. And I actually found a really cool one. Um, it's a new dating app called Magnet, which is different because it's a check-in dating app, which means that if you're out and about, kind of like I am all the time, you check into a venue, then you scope out other single people who are there on the app in real time. So if you get a match, you get five Five minutes to chat it up. That's it. Five minutes. So you got to do your thing. Um, but the cool thing is that I find like magnets great because it brings together the best parts of online dating and real life approaching. So you don't have to wait like another week to try to set up a date. So there's no more being stuck for two hours on a lame date. You get to break the ice right away and meet up on the spot. So here's a cool thing. Um, you can download magnet either on your iPhone or Android. And then if you check in here at Meltdown Comics in LA, you have a chance to match with me. Um, I know you all want to do that, right? Uh, the best way, of course, to break the ice with me is to tell me you listen to the show. Wink, wink. Okay. We have a very, very interesting show for you today. Uh, we don't have any traditional guests, but I have guests, and they are friends of yours also. You have heard them. They are my personal dear friends and also co-producers of the show. We have Mason Booker and Aisha Holden. Hello, guys. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. Huge fan of the show. <laughs> so good. So good. You better be. Um, <laughs> Number one. <laughs> uh, you guys have heard them several times, but I'm excited for you to hear more of their thoughts. Because um, we've been off mic. Yeah. <laughs> but they hear you. They hear you from Maybe from if off you mic. crank it. It's a lot of me just like nodding in the background. <laughs> Aisha is a nodder, but this time I, I'm excited for people to hear your actual opinions because you have them. And, you're, you and you're an internet star. Oh, Don't God. be shy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, Aisha was just on um, Beige. Okay. Breaking Beige Breaking with beige. Mr. Kate. Check her out, mrkate.com. She's so good. Um, and you had like a room makeover. I did, yeah. Which mm -hmm. was, it, it looked dope. I'm still waiting for an invite to the housewarming Wait, now. What happened come. to the housewarming? It's, it, it'll be a thing. It'll, <laughs> it'll happen at some point. It'll happen. We always say that. Once you get older and people start doing housewarmings and shit, you're like, ah, fuck that. <laughs> See you later. You're like, man, this place looks so nice. I don't want to have people come and try. Right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, I got to roll up this rug now. Right. So this topic today kind of surprised you guys, too, because we were like, you know, y'all were like, what the fuck is this one about? Um, mm. This is a it's very personal to me because uh, it was something I had discovered going along um, in my life. But it's on dating narratives. And, you know, haven't we always heard those people who go, uh, guys are assholes. Um, I don't get girls. I always love the bad boy. It's not my fault. I'm attracted to crazy or um, girls constantly. They'll be like, I, I, saw, I only meet guys who are immature. Um, and then this one, too. Relationships are hard. Right. 
Or so dating like, is hard. Right? Mm-hmm. Or dating is hard. And so, like, those are the stories we're telling ourselves over and over and over again. And I wanted to be able to, like, look at those a little deeper and um, point out what that our they're personal- wrong. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like- I mean, look. <laughs> They're, they will miss. They will lead you down uh, a path that you probably don't really want to go on. Dark um, spirals to the yeah, dark side. And, right. and you know, it's called a narrative because, uh, according to Merriam Dictionary, <laughs> it is a spoken or written account of connected events. Um, so this is again the story that you're telling yourself about any any aspect of your life. But today we're going to be talking about dating, and it's uh, it's based on the story and narrative you're forming based on your connected events. And I thought it was also interesting because we had Carlos Santos on the show and he dropped some mad knowledge, which uh, that episode on toxic Wisdom relationships uh, has been, I'm getting a lot of feedback on it. And he had said, a lot of times in relationships, when we're starting out, it's easier to put the blame on the other person. But in reality, a lot of that stuff you are allowing to happen and when you make that shift you can start looking at the healthiest of relationships so good right who's oh man that guy i Word. was like shit he really <laughs> he nailed it yep and and it's interesting because you know again when you look when when we look at our life the only constant in every single one of our relationships is us so we're constantly making our relationship stories about everybody else Without looking at the only person, the only constant that's been <laughs> right through all of it. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, right. And I'm guilty of this. Mm-hmm. I'm super, super guilty of this, and I and I have been in the past, and I've worked very hard at changing that story. And it just comes down. Have you guys watched The Secret? No. I, oh my! God. I know it. <laughs> you know it, right? I, I, yeah. I, I have many uh, motivational speaker friends who have lauded the secret to me. I've I've watched a little bit of it. I know the concept of it. Yeah, it's it's a really Aisha. I think I have the DVD. Even though <laughs> who the fuck has DVD players? It, anymore? it might be on the internet somewhere. It's certainly on the internet. Yeah. It's um it's law of attraction. Yeah. Okay. And it's about the law of attraction. But one of the key tenets also is um, energy flows where attention goes. Sure. So like right. if you're constantly putting your attention on something negative negative things happen and a small small thing um which actually has worked personally for me like their example that they use is they say um you know we always say things like i don't want to be late 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 well the universe doesn't hear the word don't it hears the word late Uh. so all it hears is late 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 and so then you end up showing you end up being late right if you start changing it and say I'm going to be on time, 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 you will find a way and things end up Mm. likely being on time, whether it's like lights go green and blah, blah, blah. And I remember I used to test this out purposely in New York because in New York you're always running somewhere and (laughs) you're never sure if the train's going to show up on time and (laughs) blah, blah, blah. But days I needed to be somewhere and my friends would come over, they're like, how come the train always comes for you? And I'd be like, because I literally say over and over and over right. from the minute I'm like leaving my house, I'm like, I'm going to be on time, I'm going to be on time, I'm going to be on time. And mm-hmm. whatever happens, tiny, small examples, but I do believe that it works. Yeah, totally. Um, so have you guys ever thought about like the stuff you tell yourselves? All the time. <laughs> okay, yeah. what, is, what are some of yours? <laughs> I didn't even want to get into this that early, but I want to know now. We'll do the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's blow it up. I don't want to just start right now. Okay. No, oh, go ahead. But no, no, go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> no, no, you, Mace. No, um, yeah, dating in LA has been a very significant challenge for me, and I've spent a lot of time wondering why and what about me versus what about other people. And of course, as you get older, you start accepting that it's it's more about you than other people. Yeah. So I've been focusing a lot on me. Yeah, I yeah. mean. Uh, and and again, this is what's it's another funny thing. I think I'm pretty sure I pointed out in the show several times. People always say dating in LA is hard. Right. Yes, I have lived <laughs> in five major cities in the world, and every one of my friends in all of those cities, including the other ones, always tell me dating is hard. They're like, yeah. dating is hard in Toronto. Dating is hard in New York. Dating is hard in India. Dating hard. It's like fucking dating is hard. Yeah, it's hard every, <laughs> but, everywhere. But it's not even that hard. Like, and this is the other thing, is like, I don't know. I've been in relationships. They're really fucking easy. <laughs> like, they're not that difficult if you're just fucking using common sense and respect and doing, like, common courtesy things. Right. It gets complicated when you're not addressing the things that you need to be addressing or communicating and blah, blah, blah. Sure. Then relationship. But I don't think in the core of having a relationship, it's that difficult. I think it's a, it's why we choose the people that we choose. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, a too, who are, like, dating in L.A. is hard. It's, like, I guess finding that person exactly is the hard part. yeah the the seeking yeah is, is the difficult once you once you have yeah at least a grounds for something right then it then it dives more into what you exactly. were saying and it's easier but i think the initial part especially out here seeking right. is is very difficult and again but we'll yeah. come back to <laughs> what story are we telling ourselves because mm-hmm. when you start looking at all of our our friends including ourselves mm-hmm. and the kinds of people that we have dated you know we tend to find the same kinds of people absolutely right. i just met a very very cool successful dude the other day and he was telling me he's like i don't get it like i have you know I, i'm about to get divorced for the second time and Oof. blah 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 and and but <laughs> he's, he's and he's such he seems at least like a really good guy put together takes care of the chicks he's with and i was like okay so so tell me about the girls mm-hmm. and he was like i like and in in our entire conversation that we had about dating in general he brought up the term i'm really into beautiful women mm-hmm. so that was like his core and that's not a problem there there are plenty of beautiful women who have their shit together but he was uh, only solely right. focused on the beautiful woman part right. that he did not take the time to like get to know the person whatever mm-hmm. discover that they were crazier and a little fierier than they than he had hoped and then was surprised at the outcome right and i was like right. yeah but and then again, his story became like, but it's not my fault. I'm just meeting all these crazy, crazy actresses. <laughs> and I was like, well, well, but you're you're limiting yourself if to that. You are, right. Yes. Consistently saying that, then maybe you shouldn't <laughs> date an actress that you, you know, or like yeah. get to know somebody a little more and not focus just on the beauty. Like, you know, clearly sure. that'll be your natural inclination. So just focus on the other stuff a little more. Sure. Yeah. Um, Dig a little deeper in there. Yeah. <laughs> but like I, I personally started doing this when uh, when I had some bad relationships. Like, I used to be hardcore relationship girl, which surprised mm. people to know. But I was in back-to-back-to-back long relationships 
until a point that I stopped being them. Sure. <laughs> when I was in a very traumatic relationship, the abusive one I've talked about. And after that, I just fully flipped. And and I started telling myself, guys are crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck that shit. Dudes are nuts. <laughs> and people would be like, what's wrong with you? Like, why would you? Th-? And and I was like, oh, I don't want to get married to anybody. They're going to turn out to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. And my friends would be like, who says that? Like, why do you think people will be crazy? And no fail. I started dating people who were crazier and crazier and crazier. Mm-hmm. And until I finally just like realized that I was saying that to myself. I mean, do you think you were also self-sabotaging? Exactly. Right. right. So why are we doing this? Right. So why do you think like we're create? Do we do we have any theories on like why people might be creating these narratives? Why we're around? self-sabotaging? Mm-hmm. I would I would my guess is the root is fear. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of why else you would do it. Unless you're a masochist of some sort. Sure. Well, I also think like the it it can be like a a bit of defensiveness, right? Like you're trying to protect yourself. Right. Isn't isn't that fear? Yeah. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. But like the actual manifestation of it is in like it's sort of a coping. It's like I need to protect myself so that I don't um, get hurt again. Yeah. And so that um, if something bad happens, I beat it to the punch. Mm You know, like, sure, do, don't sure. we notice that all the time? Yeah, like, no, no, I mean, you expect the worst. Yeah, yeah I people get you. go into dates all the time, and that's literally what they tell me. They're like, oh, I had, I kept the lowest of expectations. Right. right. Why? Right. Like, you should have the highest so, of expectations. So you're not disappointed. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing. Even if you are disappointed, mm-hmm. what's the worst? Like, you just know the truth. Which shouldn't be disappointing. It should just be like exciting and freeing that yeah. you're like, oh, cool. This isn't the right fit for me. On to the next one. I've still survived. Yeah. Sure. But there's other stuff that goes along with that. Which is? Well, there's the emotional trauma of getting ready for a date, especially if you're coming mm-hmm. off of the off of a waiting period. Yeah. Right. Then there's, as a man, uh, primarily the financial aspect. Right. Where you're like, that I I'm hemorrhag- I'm hemorrhaging. You know, I went on five dates. They all sucked. Right. Yeah. I'm out three hundred dollars. Right, right, right. You know. Jeez, you could you could take <laughs> this some nice dates. dates. Amazing. <laughs> I, you know, I don't I don't do it cheap. Well, this is but this cheap. is why also it's funny because in New York people just do drinks. Right. Sure. And and, like and that's the thing. I, but this goes back to what you were saying. If I'm gonna go out and I'm like I want to I want to at least have some fun. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go someplace sure. nice. Yeah. Like I don't want to just do drinks and then totally. go home like, though you also have to you know balance out that if you're if you've met somebody on mm-hmm. an online app and mm-hmm. you've just had three texts with them and by the fifth text sure. you've decided to go out mm-hmm. on a date you are taking a very large gamble in in a gambling term that would be very high risk <laughs> yeah i i agree with that of course so so you know then you can't you can't have, you can't lay all of your um, emotions in that one basket because it kind of, uh, you haven't yet gotten to know who this person is. So you again have set an expectation that is unrealistic. And then it's a, it's a larger disappointment rather than going into something, being like, okay, well, I have made a grown up decision to want to spend the money on this date. Right. However, it turns out. If it's great, awesome if it's not it's like i just put down a hundred dollars at the at the uh, casino whatever. and i was like this is a high risk if i win i win if i don't right okay it's a good way to look at it yeah you sure know? i mean no i think that is how it's looked at but it uh, just, it i don't think that's how it's looked uh, yeah. at. <laughs> that's maybe how it should be but yeah i think people are just so afraid of 
rejection and they're like I don't know there's so much high anxiety of oh this has got to be the person you know there's all this like built up well, yeah, stuff going into something. I think something. it's when you first meet them there's a lot of potential and right. then as you and in the in the early stages you, you find out a little bit mm-hmm. and maybe it checks off some boxes and you're like oh my god I can't this is great right it's, it's going so well so far right and then that breeds expectation mm-hmm. where you're like yeah. oh and then the disappointment of Oh, it didn't work out. I'm back to square one. Right. Here we go again. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then again, that's the story that right. then gets created because right. of, um, you know, in, in psychology, they call it negative correlation. Mm-hmm. So it's something that kids also tend to do. I did this when I was young. This sounds so ridiculous. I don't even think I've ever really said this out loud to anybody. The couple, t- the, the big negative correlation I made when I was a kid was... Um, my parents used to fight in the mornings. I don't know why. I don't know who the fuck wakes up on the wrong side of the bed every day, but they would fight a lot in the morning. And so uh, in the morning or like really late at night. So yeah. late at night, especially sometimes in the morning when they fought, they, um, you know, they obviously they were very loud. And suddenly it, it felt like everything was fine for a point. And I'd be laying in bed and I was like about to go to sleep or whatever. And then I felt like if I moved, they were screaming. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, it's related to me sure, yeah. and how I'm moving. So yeah. I would be like, OK, it's a pretty big stretch. I'm just going to. No, I know. But that's, though, you know? No, I, yeah. I get it. I you get just, it. And same thing in the morning. It'd, I'd be like, oh, shit, it's because I rolled over. Right. They're suddenly blowing up. And so I made this like crazy negative correlation in my head where I would just like be at night and I would just be like trying to be as still as possible before wow. I was going to yeah. bed to be like. Just stay calm. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was what I did. I also growing up when I and then that that moved into like when I was uh, fear of flying, when I was in flights, and I for some reason correlated it with me, made some weird negative correlation. I would be like, oh my god, it's getting turbulent because I'm moving. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's like you don't know how a lot the of pressure brain on your life. Like, I, yeah, I don't I know. know how you survive. I <laughs> I didn't have this it problem. Was tough. I didn't know, but I'm saying everybody has it in their own different ways. I guess. Like, did you ever make any weird negative like correlations when you were a kid? Not Not as a kid. Not about fighting or okay, as an adult? Oh, sure. But not as a kid. Yeah. And so negative correlation is like taking two completely uh, separate incidents and finding a way to make it your fault. Yeah. Or not even make your fault. Tie them together. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, you know, for again, for me and limited uh, awareness as a child, the only thing I knew was, oh, my God, I'm moving. Oh, my God, they're moving. This must be why they're moving. Right. You know, because you're a kid trying to understand mm-hmm. sure. why something's happening. Sure. And so the same thing kind of happens with relationships. Mm. We go through something. Other people or, or we go through something and somebody has acted a certain way. And we start creating a negative correlation about relationships in general because of this. Like for me, with my crazy ex, I said, oh, my God, all guys are crazy. Mm -hmm. No, it was just him. Right. He was a small person that was nuts. Like nobody else I've dated, thank God, knock on wood, has ever been that nuts. Yeah. But like he was in his own world. But I just Mm -hmm. the fear of that, the trauma of that. I felt like I needed to find a correlation to protect myself so that I would never, ever, ever get in this situation again. Right. 
but that limited me so much mm-hmm. and then i ended up finding other people who weren't his level of crazy but just like people who constantly were drama 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 i was like oh my god yeah. stop <laughs> um until you start making the shift you know have you guys like does anything come to mind of like weird shit that you might have correlated i'm trying to think of anything that i have done cuz i don't know i've always been pretty self aware yeah you are pretty <laughs> um uh and i'm always like trying to find like solutions and causes yeah. of why things happen so i'm trying to think of if i've ever done that and i can't think of you're flawless an example no I'm not saying that at all <laughs> definitely not sure um i don't know cuz like like, have you noticed any patterns? There, oh, there's definitely patterns. People. And for the longest, um, like, after getting out of a couple bad relationships or situationships, barely even relationships. Mm. Situations. <laughs> I like you know, that. A lot of Hashtag situationships. situationships. <laughs> I like that. Um, I was just like, yeah, all these dudes suck, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, it hit me after, I don't know, the third one of something very similar happening. I'm like, all right, well, this can't, like, there's a reason there's a pattern. Yeah. Right. Why wow, these three back-to-back situationships happen this way. And, oh, wait, this is my behavior. This is why. This is the jump-off point to why it ended mm-hmm. this way, mm. basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah, and that's that's <laughs> good that you, like, at least noticed that pattern and yeah. didn't create, and I hope aren't creating, like, the news story about it. You right. know, like, oh, this is how people are. Right. Because that's what most people tend to mm-hmm. do is we go into this is how people are. And uh, I've, I'm going to totally butcher his quote because it's not, it's not, this is just loosely based off what he says. But Eckhart Tolle, um, it's one of my favorite books of all time. It's called A New Earth, Understanding Your Life's Purpose. Very, very hard, like super deep hard book to understand but it's amazing if you know you get to read it Love read it. it three times best <laughs> book ever um, but in it he basically talks about the ego mm. and the ego being so crazy and so ridiculous that it would rather you suffer and be right mm. than you be at peace and the ego be wrong right mm. and so whatever these stories we create about ourselves and our lives and our dating lives and whatever, we will start manifesting because again, if energy goes where attention flows, like that's where that's the kind of stuff that you are breeding. And we've talked about it several times on the show, right? Like the abuse cycle, why, what happens with the abuse cycle? You go, Oh my God, I'm going to like, how come I keep meeting all these crazy guys? But I keep saying I want to, uh, it's not my fault. I'm just attracted. It's like I'm attracted right. to crazy. <laughs> and then you realize, oh, well, it's because you created that narrative. Now crazy feels normal to you. Mm-hmm. And now your ego right. doesn't want to be wrong. So it'll just re- keep recreating that pattern for you so that you're retelling the story over and over again. Mm. And then you can tell everybody, well, see, it's not my fault. I'm just dating crazy guys. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's I don't know. Well, <laughs> okay. look, I did this for the for the longest time, and I will admit, like, I can't speak for everybody else. I can only say for myself that for me, it was like living in victimhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then I was like, okay, well, am I done? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. Because it kind of looks like everybody else has moved on. 
Right. And I'm still wallowing in victimhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, maybe it's, it's uh, time to change that pattern. Right. right. Yeah. And, you know, then the work starts. Exactly. Yeah. Begins. Yeah. yeah. I was, yeah, similar thing. Uh, after being like, oh, why don't they like me? What's wrong with me? <laughs> like one day I was just like, all right. Let's just cut the crap. Yeah. You know? Right, right. This is what's happening. Let's fix it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, and that's like key. Aisha, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I love you to death because of all of this, but like you're very, very mature for your age. I try. All of 18. Um, <laughs> I am not 18, guys. You're still 20, my baby, 21. though. She can, she can go for a drink. 21. <laughs> yes, I can drink. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. You can. Um, I always forget. Canadian me is like, well, oh, right. can't you drink yeah. Um Yeah, no, that that uh, awareness is so important and to like snap yourself yeah. out of it because otherwise, mm-hmm. like that's it. Like, And there's some people who literally live like that their yeah, entire totally. lives. Yeah, you stay in the loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Yeah. I have uh, friends who do that and yeah. it's difficult. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like, I think it's, but it's weird because it's like their comfort zone. Yes. That's the thing too. Yes. And it's it's almost like they yeah. like being there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's where they're like it goes back to what you were saying where they like being upset mm-hmm. because it's what feels normal to them now. Yep. And here's the thing like even feeling upset and and enjoying victimhood is sort of a it's a stroke of your ego. Mm-hmm. It's what oh, yeah, no, you, when nobody else is stroking my ego, I will do it to myself. Right, because in, at, at its core, you're saying I was right. I was I right. Was look right. at look at how I'm suffering. I exactly. was right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Deep. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you, read that book if anybody it's can, and like intense. take it. But then you know, does the book talk about where the super ego comes into mm-hmm. it and in the id? Yeah, yeah. Well, it talks about it in sort of a different way. It doesn't talk in yeah. the Freudian mm. uh, ego id gotcha, thing. Gotcha. It talks about it like a pain body, and um, it, I'm sorry, a pain body. It consider yeah, it kind of gives you a visual Im- imagery of. Imagine the sort of the ego as a pain body, and and um, like a body of pain. Yeah. Okay. And that it's constantly trying to have itself seen and have itself heard and have itself um, exist. Okay. And how to you can't make it ever go away totally. You could just detach yourself from it, and it's like so. You know, it took me. Ugh. I don't. I mean, I'm not gonna tell you how old I am. I'm, I'm also 18. No, um, you've, you've already mentioned yeah. it several times. Go back and listen to the other episodes. <laughs> this is not our, um, well, I play 16 to 24. There so. you go. That's right. I play um, 16. And like, it took me a long time to like let go, mm. fully just let sure. go of the past. And to be honest, it only right. happened this year. Yeah. Like this year, when I went through a bunch of shit, I went to. You know, my monk, we had a long talk. I like finally started looking at people and and just it it you know, I've talked about this a couple times to people and they're surprised. I've also called up exes and apologized mm. for things and just like and they were like, "Well, you didn't do anything." I'm like, "No, I know. I didn't actually like I didn't do anything to hurt you, but I did things by not like guilt being by open, inaction. By not oh. yeah, just kind of Interesting leading a situation a certain way and and not giving a fuck that's, really that was my that's problem. taking a lot on yourself it is to no, be like not. no no it is my like i do share fault I, well i did because With i some let people, stuff happen look there are some people who are really they were just not a right fit yeah but sure. they weren't crazy ex 
crazy ex, I'm not apologizing for shit. Yeah. Are you, so are you saying you apologize to people that you feel you... I didn't give... I wasn't but open But it's not everybody, to, right? No, no, no. It's, no, no okay, it wasn't everybody. Okay, it wasn't okay. everybody. But there were a good chunk. Sure, sure, sure. A good chunk. I mean, it was five and a half years that I was single. So, sure. you know, all those so people that I was, uh, you know... And again, it was because I kept saying I'm a commitment phobe. So what did I do? I acted like a commitment phobe. Right. I made that right. a reality. Right, right, And right. I was like, nope, I don't want to be in this. I don't want a relationship, blah, blah, blah. And so I... Even when I met nice people, I just didn't even give it a fucking chance. And mind you, I know deep inside it wasn't a fit. But for me, personally, everybody's process is different. Right. I called all of them and I apologized. And it was years later. And you know what? They were really nice about it. And then they were like, hey, What are you going to do? Be a dick about it? No, like... I mean, some people might. Like, some people would be like, fuck you. And some people, right. like, some of these, they were like, no. Like, this is why we've been cool. Sure. Is because, you know we try to be self-aware and whatever it is. Um, but once you let those go and have that detachment from this pain body, you can like look at things and start really being able to change the right. narrative. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, we have a couple uh, call-ins actually this, uh, this episode. So we're going to go to a break first, come back with Mason and Aisha and talk about mm -hmm. how to actually change your dating narrative. Mm. That's that's where the work comes That's in. the wisdom. Yeah. Yep. And <laughs> it is possible. <laughs> um, but first, this message. Hey, guys, we're back. You're listening to Kinda Dating. I'm Natasha Chandel here with my producers, Aisha and Mason. And we are talking about your dating narrative. What story are you telling yourself about your dating life? So we talked about it a little bit. Um, well, a lot of it. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, about why we create it um, as sort of a way to cope um, and sort of the negative correlations we make in our life and then kind of create this entire giant connected story about it and um, relive that story over and over and over again just so we can be right. Oh, my God. That's intense. I can't believe we're doing <laughs> it's heavy. that. It's heavy. Um, but is there, there is a way to change this. Can we change this? I think so. I, I hope so. <laughs> well, we change our thoughts every day, right? right. So that, it, that we must be able to change it. Mm -hmm. But I think it starts first with what Aisha was doing, which is like awareness. Yeah. And and I think even like, I feel like I hope after this episode, people who are going through their lives, like in any aspect of their life, will keep listening to the way they describe their mm -hmm. life or story mm -hmm. to their friends. And it's always usually with our friends or uh, if you meet somebody for the first time, right. you'll tell them blah, 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 blah is why. You know, if somebody yeah. goes, oh, well, uh, how come you're still single? When are you getting married? And then you'll say whatever your mantra right. is. Guys suck. Yeah. Girls are the worst. Exactly. It's, not, it's not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And or it's so hard. Right. Or straight up. It's just yeah. very hard. And And then you'll notice, like, I feel like that's the first step is like being aware of what you're telling yourself mm -hmm. um, and then find a new mantra. Yeah. Like it's the, it's the, I don't want to be late. I want to be on time mm -hmm. version of it. And I mean, for me personally, because I kept saying um, guys are like guys are dicks for so long. I think I've talked about this several times too. I did a gratitude journal. So I mm -hmm. started oh, by right. 
focusing attention on um, I would write three things guys in my life any man did nice for me that day and even if it was repeated over and over again that was my dad or my best friend or whatever I didn't care I just like wrote everything over and over and then I started noticing my attention started constantly going towards nice people Mm -hmm. and I start focusing on people doing nicer things for me versus constantly sort of seeking out dickish behavior and then saying "Ugh, see yeah you know now i'm just like fuck there's so many nice guys like mm-hmm. when when girls tell me there aren't i'm like no 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 there are They're a definitely lot there, <laughs> there are, and my friends are married to some amazing nice yeah. respectful awesome dudes that i'm like no they're there mm-hmm. and maybe it's just like who are we picking and right. why are we picking them based on what story we're telling ourselves right because i think that that really feeds into do you notice that too like when you even look at people's tinders or their online dating profiles you right. can you can see like i hate to say it, you could see like who's going to be a dick like just from their picture <laughs> and, and you, really their, you really think that you oh, really think you can judge for, uh, yeah. people from a picture yep what are the descriptions a, as yeah. an absolute uh look there's nothing as an absolute but i do think that there is a I mean good, i would hope there's exceptions there's look people who have a certain especially like cocky guys Cocky guys come off cocky in, in their picture and in their profile. Like, 100%. I've gone through my girl's thing and said, this guy's a dick, this guy's a dick. <laughs> and she's come back and been like, holy shit, you I were right. Interesting. Like, look, I, he, look at what he sent me. I'm like, girl, of course, he looks like he's going to be that guy who's going to try to hit you up just for like a one-night stand. And then you're surprised that right. he turned right. into the guy who's a one-night stand. Right. Like, look, I want to be, I don't want to judge people, but... You know, universe and God and whatever you want to believe in also gave us critical judgment for a reason. Sure. Like Mm. he gave us the ability to choose things based on a series of. Right. You know, deductions. I also think that like people get stuck in like, oh, that's my type, you know, Mm -hmm. like so they'll just like they have a bunch of people lined up that all look the same their profiles all the same and i'm like all right well maybe you should think about outside your type because your type is clearly not working exactly yeah Yeah. variety is the spice of life no it's true (laughs) it's true which is why i think sometimes like uh, i've been referring a lot of people to my to our matchmaker friends and in episode one we Mm -hmm. had the first date episode and we had lauren and jd on i've referred a lot of people to them because i think sometimes having like a completely third person point Mm -hmm. of view yeah looking in and matching you with somebody helps you to again that detachment so that you're could not they, constantly making the same. Could they also help point out weaknesses for you to improve? They don't specifically do that, but I think but they that interview they are, you, right? They do, yeah, okay. they do. But they tend to, I think, accept people for who they are. Sure, sure. But I think yes, they might make a suggestion. Like if you're only like, well, I only like, you know, six foot one right. blondes that play volleyball. Like <laughs> that is probably zero point three percent of the population <laughs> of the world. Well, so. I don't know about out here though. Out here, it might be. Uh, hey, six six one though. Come on, I mean, I'm saying I'm six a, one. Yeah, but I'm a female who's six one, oh, oh. tall, blonde, who happens to be Could, great here, at beach volleyball. Here or is. New York is a fair bet. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what girls you're meeting, but yes, uh, everything is fair bet. I'm just saying, runway it's a small models. population yeah. of people okay. who are also great at beach volleyball. But that doesn't mean that they're great yeah. at beach volleyball. I'm just saying they're six one, and maybe they do beach volleyball. <laughs> Out here, where everyone lives by the beach, it's very um, possible. But it, yeah, I think basically, like, 
like create the new mantra and then live it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know Commit. they say fake yeah. it, fake it till you make it. Yeah. But really, like, just keep telling yourself fucking every day. Relationships are easy. There are mm. nice guys out there. Uh, L.A. dating. Uh, it's, it's a breeze. Great. It's simple. <laughs> just say it. Just be yeah. like, it's simple. Look, and then not just like... Look at all these dates I have. <laughs> but like... This weekend, I'm totally Feel poor. it. Yeah. Feel no, it I, within I'm with your you. gut. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. You know, and, and just be like, look, it might take a little longer. That too. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if you're right. looking for it right now, then that's again a deeper issue of... Yep. Like... Why right now? Why am I scared of being alone? Right. And I think that goes into your narrative issue as well. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, we all have uh, narratives that we say about getting older. Yep. Where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm, you know, especially when you bring the biological clock into Mm -hmm. it. Oh, I'm running out of time and da 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to admit that. That's a good point, Mace. I tell Aisha gets mad at me all the time. I'm always like, ugh, I'm so old. I'm so old. Like, and, (laughs) and, and I purposely. I kind of do a lot of things as a joke sometimes because I think it's funnier. But yeah. then I started realizing, like, shit, I think, like, I'm starting to believe <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> little kernel right. of truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God, I got to stop yeah. believing this. That's right. Because... Age is a state of mind, man. Yeah, we good. We good. We good. <laughs> right. I, just got, I just got hit on again by another <laughs> 22-year-old, and I was like, stop it. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're But I mean, because about, I'm 24, yeah. and it still feels <laughs> like... <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sure. No, I get it. But I'm just saying, like, 40s the new 20, man. Right. Hey, okay. I'm not. Uh, no, no. I'm just way saying. In, way I'm, just, I, me I'm saying in He's general. Like, I'm saying in general. He's like, let's just go right, the farthest right. 20, away from. The- 26 is the new 20, <laughs> Natasha. Anyway. That's funny. Um, <laughs> well, way to give me away, Mason. I'm kidding. There I'm you not, go. I'm not, I'm not 40. You have to guys. listen so to the I other love, episodes. Though, the only I love way to know. Um, yeah, so so we agree we can change this. Yes. All right. Definitely. Through work. Through yeah. a lot of work. Hey, man, yeah. introspection. Yeah, man. Everything you need Therapy. is all within. What's up? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> also, a great thing to do is, you know, sure. if, you, if you feel like it's a little too difficult to figure it out yourself. Yeah. Talk to somebody Reach about out. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. But it and has my... such a stigma to it. It's it's interesting. I don't know why. I don't know. Either. Oh, I, I like love it. There's many reasons why. I think that's like, like an that. old school way of thinking too. Yeah. Like our parents' generation, that was like. Oh, but it carries over. It does. I know because, a lot of people sure. who yeah. won't go because I know. Of- yeah, I know a lot of people who really should be in yeah. therapy and are like, no, I don't need it. That's so interesting. It's it's you know that's for crazy people like. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people I know because I'm 21. Um, <laughs> I guess that's that age. They are so into it. So like, mu- these younger so kids. millennial. Yeah, we're like, yeah, help me. I've been, yeah, I've been going since I was thirteen. <laughs> well, I think, I yeah. think, time, uh, again, times have changed and they're changing, and again, the narrative is changing. Yeah, in that mm-hmm. people are now starting to see everybody's a little crazy. Yep, we all oh, got absolutely. problems. Oh, absolutely, it's cool. I, I think it's impossible not to. Yeah, everybody's their own yeah. cool crazy. Like and everybody, if you, and even if you can find somebody, your crazy matches match crazy. crazy. Boom. Exactly. Yep. And like even up to like Deepak Chopra, that dude's crazy too. And it's all good. Like there's nothing wrong with it. We weren't meant to be perfect in the world. We right. were meant for imperfection mm-hmm. so that we can keep growing. Like that's uh, life. Now you're getting into religion. It's not. I'm just saying like it, it, okay. even our state of being, how is it possible to be perfect? You can't. So there's no way that we were, you can't say we were meant for it if not a single human is actually perfect. Right. So maybe we weren't actually meant for it, but we were just meant to like evolve through it. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. That maybe is a deeper discussion. <laughs> I think, um, I think we, you're on the tip of going into a completely different episode. But we, that's cool. You know, cool. it happens. It happens. Um, but we have a caller on the line. Uh, caller. Hey. Okay. So we have um, Serena on the line with us. And we're going to talk uh, about dating narrative. Hi, Serena. Hi. How are you? Great. How are you guys? Good. So good. So blessed. Thank you. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Um, so talk to us. Tell us what's going on. So I guess uh, most recently I was dating someone who was divorced and he was pretty upfront about it, you know, right on the first date. And I really kind of went out of my comfort zone in dating someone with, with that kind of baggage. You know, uh, everyone was kind of like, chose he can commit. Like that was so great of him to be like honest with you right away. So I went for it, and uh, things got really serious. Led by him, it was all him. He watched kind of like push things along pretty fast, and uh, then all of a sudden, you know, he starts freaking out about how serious things got. And I come to find out that he hadn't been divorced for as long as he told me. It was mm. much more recent, mm. and so I kind of uh, t- took the. I tried to be the more mature, understanding, sympathetic person there, and. And said, you know, you should take some time process things. We're like a great match. We're really compatible. Like, let's revisit things when you've had some time to like really kind of work through all your other shit. And uh, so, and I and I wanted to maintain no contact at all while he's going through it. I didn't want to be confused with this whole process mm-hmm. and you know mixed in with all of it because it had nothing to do with me. And uh, so we hadn't been speaking and uh, I come to find out he's dating someone which I think is actually already over but uh I don't know I feel like he's he's not the person I thought he was or I was it's my sympathy was taken advantage of I, I have no idea what's going on I don't know where I went wrong with that one I mean girl <laughs> you didn't go wrong you yeah. lied yeah straight up he lied he was not you're you're actually very her. you're very generous mm-hmm. for him to come at you with all this baggage and you to be like yeah let's let's stick with it yeah i was i'm impressed yeah so it definitely it's, <laughs> it's not so much about i mean yes there, there there are wrongs and rights in the world some some people can do really wrong things to us but i think um first thing did you did you ever notice anything else that was sort of off about his story or timeline like from the beginning because like I remember you had emailed me which is why I was like you know you should call in and we should talk about this but um Mm -hmm. and like I I had told you that my ex had sort of the same thing Mm -hmm. where he had told me that he uh broke up with his girl and then tried to date me what turned out to be a month after less than that three weeks after and he had told me that they broke wow. up months before and that and i had been mm-hmm. like oh well you got some time to heal and stuff right. and he was like yeah 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 like we broke up a few months ago and i was like oh okay and then as we were going through the relationship i started realizing like uh, something with your timeline is kind of <laughs> off but i kind of at that point didn't ask the questions because i was like well, once you're in it too you're like kind glossing of, over yeah, things and you're like mm-hmm. okay and then I found out, like, later, it was three weeks after. Ooh. And when he was like, well, I just didn't get time at the end. He was like, I didn't get time to, to like, be alone. I'm like, motherfucker, well- I told you to be alone. <laughs> right. So I kind of, yeah. like, that's why I'm asking, like, did you see, were there anything that you kind of glossed over? Yeah, there were definitely some red flags that I saw. In, and I will say I did, you know, call him out on it. Mm-hmm. And he had a story which 
didn't match up for like for instance like there was still like things up in his apartment like with his ex-wife's name on it and right. uh to me, I thought you've had plenty of time to take this down. Why is it still up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, he didn't even remember the timeline that he told me, by the way. Right. That's, <laughs> but, and uh, that's what that's happens. You, yep. mm-hmm. That's where you catch him. I mean, did yeah, you? Yeah, and I mean, oh. we, sorry, no, we even on. had mutual friends, which is why I thought, why would he lie about it? Because I could just mm-hmm. ask my mutual friends about it. So I didn't. I felt like that's something I can easily catch him on. So that would be stupid for him to lie about it. So I didn't. Right. Ask more about like wait wait a minute exactly when did this happen? Just uh so yeah I mean there were red flags all the time I mean and that that was one of them for sure. Right. Yeah. And how are you feeling now? Because like now you know he's he he that other relation the new relationship is done also. <laughs> how do you feel about? I mean I, I haven't gotten confirmation on that but I'm pretty right. sure it's, it's already over. Yeah, well, I wouldn't good, be surprised. Good odds, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. But how do you feel right now about the relationship and, like, dating in general? Are you ready to get back out there? So I, I did try to date um, a couple of weeks ago. I, I When I found out that he was dating someone, I, I got angry, and I kind of went on a revenge date, sort of. Totally. And <laughs> at first, I was like, yeah, this is great. Like, you know, look at me. I... I, I bagged myself a date in like 20 minutes <laughs> right but uh yes, wow I, yes girl I, get it I, oh, it's an app i'm in new york it's easy <laughs> but, uh, but uh, then i agreed to go on a second date with this guy and i just it all caught up with me and i just i don't feel ready to like yeah he's still very much on, on my mind and mm-hmm. i think also now finding out that it's over i i'm still i hate to admit that i'm still kind of holding on to the hope that he'll realize he made a mistake and come back, which is not healthy, ultimately. But, yeah, that's kind of where I am. I'm trying to put myself back out there, but it's been tough. I was so serious with him, and I'm still kind of shedding that. Was it not a red flag to you that he was pushing things so fast? I'm just curious. I mean, at first, I I felt so strongly about him, so I was kind of all for it. And I thought, you know, he's older, so maybe that's why he just wants to. And I, I mean, I know friends who, like, they've gotten engaged within six months of meeting, and it happens, wow. you know, when you know, you know, I guess. And mm-hmm. that's how I felt about it. So I guess that's what I told myself when, you know, right. normally sure. I would have been like, hold on. I think if I hadn't been as interested, it would have freaked me out. And eventually I did get to the point where I felt overwhelmed by how serious things were and yeah. wanted to slow down as well. But it led to this, it led to a breakup. <laughs> Let me ask something. When, before you guys got together, where were you at about relationships? Like, what did you want? You wanted yeah, something I serious or you uh, were like looking for whatever or like what, what, where were you at? I was definitely at the point where I wanted something serious now. Um, you know, my last relationship, things ended because I didn't want... He was really kind of dead set on, on getting married and settling down. And I had just finished law school and I kind of mm-hmm. wanted... I felt like I hardly had time to enjoy my 20s. And and I was not at that stage. And, you know, so we were just at different places. And that's why we broke up then. And so I had fun for a couple of years, and I felt like, you know, now my friends are starting to have kids, so I feel like 
I think I'm ready for that phase in life and, and wanted something serious too. Because I wonder if, you know, again, we're talking a little bit about, uh, well, this whole episode, about dating narratives and kind of like what uh, what stories we tell ourselves and then how we manifest those things in our lives, right? So I'm wondering if, mm-hmm. like, if your state of being before was like, I want a serious relationship and I want to potentially get married because that's what people, like, that's what some of my friends are doing, whatever, that it made you gloss over some of these details because like you let it move faster than maybe your instinct or your gut was telling you to move it at because you were kind of like well I want to lead to this place and this is leading me to that place it might be faster than what I can even handle but I get it like guys tend to I feel like girls um when guys take lead Mm -hmm. girls want to believe it so badly because guys rarely ever take lead that or yeah. we feel like that, yeah. that we're like, he must really fucking want this way yeah. more than me. And then we, like, get caught up yep. without, like, really looking at, you know, again, even a positive dating narrative can have a negative effect. Like, the road to hell is paved mm-hmm. with good intentions, <laughs> you know? And it's right. kind of like, I think even sometimes wanting the perfect love story makes yeah. us... Ignore some of the yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's definitely. Yeah. I I completely agree with you there. I, I wanted to be in that place, and mm-hmm. here's this guy that also not only you know was showing me that he wanted to be in that place. Also, I thought, wow, this is a guy I'm so compatible with, and I've never felt like yeah. so kind of connected with somebody and. Maybe this is it, and why am I fighting it? Let's just go with it. So definitely, yeah. You know, I want to point out one more thing uh, is that I I know you're saying like this is somebody I've I haven't I haven't met somebody like this before, and you're right. Maybe you never did meet somebody with that exact same kind of like you said compatibility and whatever. But compatibility also runs much deeper based on like your values, right? Like, do you want your life partner to be somebody who is easily lying to you, who doesn't have rational judgment to be like, hey, let's slow down the process and think about it? Because at the end of the day, you also want to be with somebody who has maturity and isn't rushing into things. (laughs) Look, yes, there are stories of people who like were together for six months like you said and then Mm -hmm. they got married and whatever but we don't actually know what real legit conversations those people were having they're just telling you Mm -hmm. the the main story that hey i got married in six months right but like you don't know if they were really like genuinely having serious long-term kind of conversations and what and what their relationship based on uh reliability and integrity and whatever like all those like deeper values like were they all there? Were there red flags? Maybe mm-hmm. there weren't. Um, but okay. being with somebody that you're saying is kind of like uh, he's still figuring himself out. I still don't think that you should close yourself off. Like you never know. Maybe he'll change and get his shit together. Like anything, you know, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I would say, you know, Not right now. make it about you and your choice. And and again, don't don't hang on to the narrative that he's the only person that you felt this way about. Right. Because I guarantee you, like, a year from now, 
you're going to meet somebody else and be like, oh, fuck, I can't believe I thought that. Like, <laughs> totally. And it happens with That's everybody, right? Like, yeah. you were in a long-term relationship, you said before, with a guy, and he wanted to marry you. And probably at that point, you were you didn't think that you were ever going to meet somebody else. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, it wasn't just that we were different in different places in life. We weren't compatible. He didn't right. understand me. I mean, we yeah. didn't have a great relationship. But, yeah, I mean, with this guy, the lie was a huge crack in my trust. Yeah. yeah. I just, uh, I guess I understood why he lied, because he felt the stigma of the divorce, and he didn't want that to turn somebody away from getting to know him. And then that's where I rationalized it. That's the right. narrative I told myself there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, I am. Uh, sorry, gone. No. I was saying it's all good. Like, there's nothing. I mean, I feel like, again, he didn't really have a reason to lie. Is that the only thing I'm pointing out to? He already told you he was divorced, right? So it shouldn't have mattered. That's true. The time, the timeline of it. I think that's just kind, mm-hmm. that's you being kind and justifying the behavior, yeah. which is. I'm not saying it's good or bad what he did. I'm just saying that he didn't have to do that to, to do that because he already told you mm-hmm. the hard fact that like he was divorced. And also, why do people care that anybody's divorced yeah. nowadays? I don't yeah, know. I completely. Agree. I've never cared, I, but. And also, if they're getting divorced, that means that the relationship has been over for a while. Yeah, you know, most likely not. Divorce is like just the like legal final whatever about it yeah. but yeah, i think you're required to be separated for a year before you can yeah file and stuff. so there's even that yeah so i feel like he um, the... actually she no. cheated on him so he had a traumatic ending uh, to his divorce right. which is what yeah. i thought it's rough yeah, so he he's just a little messed up right now yeah, he's, he just he's needs got some time. he's got some stuff he's got to <laughs> work got, through. yeah 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 i'm with you he's probably I got his own dating narratives going on I'm sure he hasn't right um I hope that uh, that you can, you know, take uh, take some downtime for yourself too, yes. and heal and grieve. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it sounds like you're you're you know definitely a little aware of things. I would just, from very kind outside, mm-hmm. in my humble opinion point of view, um, just say make it about yourself because I right now I still feel like you're in the space of justifying yeah. for him. Uh, which again isn't a bad thing, but just it takes let him prove too. it with action. It does really take time. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Thank you for calling in. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yes, of course. Thank you. Thank you, Serena. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay, so we were supposed to have uh, a second caller, but um, we ran a little late. Because we love to take our time with peeps, so <laughs> we got we got a lot of a lot to talk about. Sorry. We're we're important. We're important people. Oops. Um, so we're going to uh, take that call um, on another episode. Um, and yeah, guys, you can uh, email or follow us on socials and uh, email us your stories uh, and and let me know if you want to call in. Um, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to have a chat. Maybe figure out what story you're telling yourself. <laughs> Uh, but or, right now, or stories, multiple. stories, yeah, because yeah. clearly, okay, okay, okay. Before we move on, now that we've talked about this a little bit, have you thought about any current stories you're telling yourselves? Sure. Okay, what's yours? I'll tell you mine after. What's yours? Uh, mine is uh, they're not interested in me because I'm poor. Got it. Mm. Okay, but that's probably not true. That is not true at all. Damn. 
at all. <laughs> you don't got to drop then, the damn on it. <laughs> but that means like that means you're you're seeking out people. I, I feel like you just be careful, as in like be a, just start noticing if you are seeking out people that would further that narrative. Oh, I'm and, sure. Yeah. And if you are, then nix those people because there are plenty of real cool people who <clears throat> don't give a fuck about any of that and they care more about people like i personally i i care about i, I would like some stability but yeah. i care about people who are passionate and ambitious and like right. doing saying, things every day full towards of full those. of passion full of dreams here this yeah, guy no, but like not just passion no, I, but like I we talked it. about it people who are taking steps towards doing yeah those working things, towards right yeah goals exactly. yeah i get you so i think like but you know la's it's a it's a hard time, man. I mean, what are we talking about? This is L.A. Though, it's sounds like people. a narrative. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but no, no, I, I just meant like no, yeah, I get um, it. like but on remember. a on a on a. Uh, on but a again, job front, on sure. A, no, no, but no, let's, yeah. Let's, yeah. Again, let's knock that narrative out because again, we are in L.A. and there are plenty of artists out. Oh here yeah, yep. Oh are, yeah, no, this is where it's at. And and. Plenty of people are doing their thing and they're finding like-minded people. It. So love it. Fuck that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with Try it. to find that right person. Mm-hmm. Aish, have you noticed? What are your narratives? <laughs> I think my narrative is, um, I don't want it anyways, which mm. is true, Damn. but Damn. also not true. I don't know. That's not true. Okay, so it's is... like mostly true, but like also not. Okay. So <laughs> kind of want it, right? I was sort of saying the same thing to myself, which is one of my right. two. But I want to ask you because I started thinking about that mm-hmm. one and going, "Why right. don't I want it?" Right. Right. Um, I think it's a combination of like I've always been, like it's always been hit home to me: career first, job, school, whatever. Blah, blah, right. Blah, that first. So that's right. like ingrained in me and then like I think that's the seed for mine too yeah and then also like every again relationship slash situationship I've been in has just been like so like distracting and like not worked out that I'm like all right, well it's like distracting me from what my real goal is right Right. I respect that you know so that's been my thing but at the same time the other day I was like ugh I would love to go to this thing but I want somebody to take me yeah well I just go by myself so (laughs) that's cool you rock it girl (laughs) I'm with it. Listen, so, you can always call me. What's up? <laughs> so you could, you uh, also need to, like, because I, I was doing mm-hmm. the exact same thing. I swear to God, I was like, for me, I was going, I have two current stories I'm mm-hmm. telling myself. One is I'll find a relationship once I'm where I need to be. Yep, right. Exactly. And then I'm like, wait, when will I, when right. will that ever be? Yeah. Right. And right. two, so who says you can't have a relationship Before and then. a career. Sure. Right. Who says that? Right. Like my family is always telling me that. They're like, we don't understand why you think like you can't grow in your career right. while you're with somebody. And then I go the same thing. I'm like, well, it's distracting mm-hmm. and yeah. it's this. And then I'm like, I don't even know if that's really true. Right. Because really, like the amount of days that I would be going on dates with randos, <laughs> I would just be spending those evenings with the person. Right. And really, the right relationship is like you find somebody at your pace. Very so it true. doesn't have to be that right away you're hanging out six days a week. Mm-hmm. It could be once a week for a while. It could be whatever. Like yeah. So it doesn't have to be the way that we're we're jumping the like complete gun and, <laughs> and being like, no, this whole thing is going to take up my life right. and I'll never be able yeah. to move on. And it's also, I find that when you're in a good relationship, um, you both inspire each other to yeah, like sure. pursue your, your career. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. and I tend to move much faster, much quicker. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
And um, and other one is you keep saying you have situationships. Yes. And, <laughs> so good. And that's because they're not they're not relationships. Right. <laughs> and so I wonder if when uh, you're in those I mean you kind of you, you we've already had this talk, but mm-hmm. like if when you're in it. Um, and you already sort of mentioned that you know this, like where 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 that fork meets the road right. of it becoming a situationship yep. and a relationship mm-hmm. and why you're letting it go yeah, one way. Totally. Or if you're noticing that there are people who are already leading you right. down the path that you know it's going to be a situationship. Mm-hmm. So you're like, well, this is safer. I already know this. Right. It's not going to distract me from this other mm-hmm. stuff. It'll keep me at slight arms bay from these people. <laughs> and then I can like... And maybe Have it's a, yeah. maybe it's what's becoming normal. Oh, it feels super yeah. normal for me. Because because then again, it, I think it feeds it. <laughs> I think it actually feeds the even deeper thing of career first. I don't want something distracting mm-hmm. me. So then you you find these people who are mm-hmm. slightly non-committal. Sure. And it, it gives you one a potential out, but two slight detachment from yes. the situation mm-hmm. and. And it allows you to just be like, okay, well, yeah, you know, they they can do their thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my thing because really my focus is this. Yeah. When I really feel like we can all have our cake and eat it too because <laughs> there's a fucking 2% of this population yeah. that does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. Or 20% of the population yeah. that does. Um, okay, my current narrative. Ugh. I've already lived like this is how easy my life like I could just tell the universe something and it manifests right I've been like I'm not gonna I was like I just need like a nice Canadian boy or like I was like I'm not gonna be with an American guy like sorry Americans but I I love you all but you're ruling out an entire country I I know but this is what I'm saying and then I and and America's a melting pot I know I know but what I'm saying is like you guys haven't been outside of America. Um, no, the that's, thing, that's actually false. No, no, I'm saying um, for me. like the <laughs> recently. So I just uh, I, I didn't even tell you guys about this, but like last two weeks, I've been spending my time with this guy from Spain that I met in an elevator, and we just completely hit it off, uh, completely unexpected, and I'm just like. Ah, fuck. <laughs> and like, it was here course, though. Yeah, okay. it was here, yeah. and then he extended his stay oh. to like stay back with me, and yes. and I was just like, oh my, my friends love him. Everybody, I was just like, oh, this sucks. And then, of course, before <laughs> Why that, does this suck? I don't get it. Because he's going back to Spain, or he already so? went back to Spain, and I'm like, what? what? He can't come back here. Well, yeah, but or you can't go there. I don't get it. Well, I can't <laughs> go there, unfortunately, because like I I feel personally that I already left home. And mm. and I left my country and worked very hard and spent a lot of money to get a green card to be here, and so then to like leave that and go to a to another country where my work isn't there because that's why I left my family was right. to pursue you know a, the work mm-hmm. level in L A and and Hollywood is on whatever it is. So you're. Determining that you have to stay in America yet refuse to date an American. No. I know, and this is what my thing is. That's, it's that's not that I'm refusing tough. to date in America. I'm telling myself that I don't think I'll yeah. end up with an American. Right. But then I'm just like, well, if I'm doing that, then and then again, right before that, everybody knows that one of the loves of my life is in Australia. Right. And I'm like, great. And of course, I met you right before he was leaving for <laughs> Australia. And then Spain. I'm like, okay, there's something I'm creating here right. of like being able to have 
you know, some form of love, but then them not distract me while they're here. Mm-hmm. Either <laughs> and, that or you, know. you enjoy the idea that it's not permanent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is why I'm saying like there's like the idea of. Like I don't have to worry about yep. it because it's already doomed. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm. Yep. And so uh, I was like, well, that has to change. I have to definitely. <laughs> and and funny enough, Spain guy were having Spain and I got Spain guy and I were having a talk, and he was saying it's it, that it was insane for him because he had just told his friend the kind of girl he wanted, and then he met he mm, met right, me, right. and then he was just like, holy shit! And then I said, but did you ask the universe? Did you tell her? Did you tell the universe like? I needed it to be. I need her to be in the same country as me. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> and he was like, "I know, I know." Yeah, I was I, like, "The universe must be a guy." Because well, the guy's like, "Well, you weren't specific." Right. No. No, that's funny. What do you that's mean? Why didn't you tell me? You should have just been clear about it. You gotta be. And I, girls are like, "Why didn't you read between the lines?" Right. I often challenge myself with that, where I'll, I'll get a really detailed list of. This is what I want in my next relationship, da 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 universe. And then they'll be like, here you go. But whatever I didn't think of. Yeah, that's exactly. the one thing. But that's that's why I'm saying, that's why I was making a joke that the universe right. has to be a guy. Right. Because it's like, you give a guy a grocery list, he'll give you exactly that on the list. He'll never look beyond that grocery right, list. Right. And then you come home and the wife's like, but you knew that this was just finished. Why didn't you get it? He's like, but you didn't write it on the list. So why, did, why didn't <laughs> oh, you just I can tell respect me that. that you need- no, I can respect that because, you know, now you're getting, you get something <laughs> off the list. You get yelled at for, spe- for <laughs> you got the wrong thing and you wasted time and money. And then, you get, and the, you get everything on the list. You get yelled at because you didn't think outside the so box. So funny. Maybe that's what the universe is doing. The universe is like, well, I mean, I was, I figured that if you really got the girl in the same country as you, that you'd be pissed. Right, so right, I just right. gave you everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, isn't it the universe's way to be like, I'm teaching you to think for yourself. Exactly. Like, and or be very specific. Right. Um, <laughs> Here's your option. Do what you want with it. Well, we, we got to keep evolving all of our storylines and all of our narratives. So I hope we can all do that together. Um, guys, share uh, share your dating narratives with us. Um, email, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know where to find us. Um, okay. Aisha Mason, you guys have heard this several, several, <laughs> several times on the show. But it's now your turn ready. for five questions. Ready. Um, He's ready. Guys, if you don't know, this is our dating version of the Bernard Pivot questionnaire. Made famous on Inside the Actor's Studio. But this is original. It's only <laughs> a kind of dating original. Only, only, oh, these, qu- only these questions. Um, Mason, Aisha, here are your five questions. Okay. What is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? Do you want to go first? You go first. I go first. Hair. Hair. Uh, sense of humor. What is your one deal breaker? Do you want me to go first? Smoking. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Um, what turns you on? Ambition. Strong. Like strength, physical strength, strength or strength physical of character, strength. or both? Yeah, get it. Well, both, but okay. definitely physical, physical strength. strength. If you look, if you look ripped, <laughs> yeah. okay. 
Hey, guys, guys, we all like what we like. Can you pick uh, me up? What is one? Of- <laughs> <laughs> it's a good standard. Can you carry me across the threshold or whatever? Exactly. I, like um, I think she meant in a different way, but yes. Uh, that one. They're all connected. They're all connected. I like how, I like how sweet Mason was like, I know. carry you across the threshold for you, but buddy. The, but they're all connected because where, where like, are you going when true. you cross That's the true. threshold? Um, what, are, what are one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships? Strength, I'm, um, I got you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm in it. Uh, weaknesses, I'm in it to the point that oftentimes I will sacrifice what I want or what I'm feeling mm. for the other person. Mm. Also, communication. Mm. Sort of hand to hand. Yeah, mine are almost identical. My My strength is that I'm super into communication and support. I'm totally into my partner completely let's Mm -hmm. talk it out let's do whatever and I'm very very articulate about my emotions and everything my weakness tends to be that I put the other person first to a fault Mm -hmm. and I don't notice that I'm being walked all over until the end Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the ultimate question Mm. besides I love you (laughs) what three words would you want your partner to tell you do you want to go first you go first (laughs) it took me 30 episodes, Natasha, wow. but I finally figured it out. My three words are come to bed. Oh, oh nice. I like those. I know. They're so good. That's a good one. <laughs> um, my first thought was I've made dinner. So, <laughs> so good. Also good. But my second thought, I think, is I got us. Yeah. Okay. I All like right. that. Little little us. little update of I got you. Right. Yeah. I, got, I, I got, got like, you. I like that. I got me. Oh, it's so good. So yeah. good. <laughs> like he's like he or she's taking care right. of the whole relationship. The whole I thing. Like it. You I like and me. Exactly. I nice. like it. Guys, I dig it. Thank you so much uh for, you know, your legit input on this show. Always, not Love just it. this episode, but as always. Um do you want people to find y'all on social? Go tell, tell yeah, these guys. Yeah, you can find me across all socials at Aisha Says Dance. And you can find me um, on Twitter. I pretty much only have the... I do another show on the network called Anime Attic, where we go into the attic and blow the dust off of old and forgotten anime. Our Twitter is Anime Attic Love. That's pretty much the only form of me on Twitter. <laughs> on Instagram... Uh, you can find also Anime Attic Love if you want to follow the show. But myself, I am the T-H-E Kigam, K-I-G-A-M. That's all one word. Nice. Yes, guys, check out Anime Attic out and the us. other shows at Meltdown. We're getting um, new shows. Yeah, yeah. we are. Um, and also follow us on social media at Kind of Dating, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I'm Natasha Chandel across whatever social media <laughs> you can find me except Twitter. It's underscore. Um, all right, guys. Kind of Dating is presented by Meltdown Comics. Come visit us, 7522 Sunset Boulevard here in L.A. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Please take a few seconds. It's just a few seconds and review us on iTunes um, and download the rest of our shows. As always, send us your dating stories or thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but... Just try... Oh, Mason. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was I was thinking that I might want to change one of my answers. <laughs> Go. Go all right, all right, right. Let's do that again. Okay, we got this. Yeah. I know it seems tough out there, but... Just, just try... try. There you go. Till next time. Bye. Bye.
The show is produced by myself and Mason Booker, who's also the audio engineer. Our associate producer is Aisha Holden. Opening music composed by Joe Lorenzetti. And our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.